The Accounting Insider with Kim Nitschke. I'm Andrew Montesi with Kim Nitschke for another episode of Accounting Insider. And Kim, it was uh, an accountant's Christmas during the week. The uh, federal budget handed down. Every accountant in town just, you know, watching the show, just really picking it apart. And, you know, you're no different. You loved it. And um, now you've, you've had a few days to sort of pick it apart and um, you've come up with a few insights. So we might start with your first point, which is quite interesting. Multinational profit shifting. I don't even know what that is. Can you just tell us about that? Okay, that is where you have companies and they've, they've outlined a um, turnover threshold of $1 billion. So these are your real, real big big guys in the big end of town who are doing heaps and heaps of business in Australia but ironically paying no tax or very little tax. So the government has single-handedly identified these guys and it's been topical for the last um, 12 months. So who are these guys? So these guys are the likes of, um, without mentioning any names, Apple, Microsoft, Google, (laughs) BHP, Wilson Parking, Airbnb and Uber. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that's widely known. The, yeah. the, um, the government hasn't shied away from the fact that those guys are in the gun. That's right. So what these guys have been doing is um, making a pile of money in Australia, paying very little tax. And what they actually do on their P&L balance sheet is they pay an advertising levy or a marketing fee to a sister company in a tax haven overseas. Okay. So th- that's unlike, um, you, you know, your mum and dad, hardworking, honest Aussies who are paying, you know, f- often in the order of 20, 30, 40 cents in the dollar tax on everything they earn that's profit. So these guys have become very clever. Let's use um, Apple, for example. They have actually been under fire for quite a while for not paying, not paying much tax at all, but... It's widely known in the industry that when they're out recruiting on their recruiting drives at universities around Australia, they are looking for the most highly qualified and gifted IT students and also the most highly qualified and gifted tax students. You're right. So now we know what's happening behind the scenes is these guys are... I'm surprised they haven't approached Morgan in your office (laughs) then. That's right. Well, let's keep that one a secret. (laughs) So they've got very um, complicated corporate structures, but the ATO is now cracking down on them and going behind behind the, the, the glass walls and pulling these structures apart and wh- whacking a, f- a massive 40% tax on any profits which are diverted out of Australia to these offshore companies. And what does that mean for us as consumers? Well, I think everyone's thinking that this is a tax that the average man in the street doesn't have to pay. It just comes out of these super profits of the of these wealthy companies. Yeah, so they think it's not going to affect us. That's right. I think what you're going to see is that your iPhones are going to go up by 40%. Jeez. These guys are used to, you know, having the yachts in the Mediterranean, the choppers, the French champagne lifestyle. I don't think that they're going to want to take a hit to any of that. So what are they going to do? They have to put their price of their products up. And we're so addicted to our iPhones that would you pay another 40% to get your new iPhone? You haven't got a choice. Yeah. Well, you just have to. We're used to it now. It's, these guys have created products that have become 
integrated into our lives. Yeah, so another example is Google. In 2013, they paid $7 million in tax in Australia. <laughs> now, it's almost laughable, isn't it? And they are earning $2 billion worth of income through Australian trading. Jeez. Mm, All right, so, you know... Th- a lot of these profits are ending up in tax havens and the government wants it all to stop. Another example is Wilson's Parking. They've been tangled up in the Panama Papers. You know, this big yeah, scandal yeah, that's yeah, just sure. where uh, all of the journalists have got their hands on the, um, the paperwork coming out of the Mossack Fonseca office over in Panama and they've gone through it with a fine-tooth comb, identified which companies, which countries these, these individuals come from and lo and behold... I think they came up with 800 names for people in Australia. Mm. So it's very interesting reading going through all of this. But the, the Wilson Security and Wilson Parking have been tangled up with um, all sorts of problems in Hong Kong. I think a couple of blokes have gone to jail. And, yeah, you know, rough. we're parking our cars in their car parks each day thinking that they're <laughs> Aussie company. <Yeah. laughs> Can't get much more Aussie didn't than know, Wilson. Didn't know much about them, you know. It's it's bizarre that you know you're like yeah, Google, Apple, Wilson parking. <laughs> like it's just anyway. Um, the other thing is BHP. They were caught up in this uh, Panama Papers debacle. They were found to have a um, a company in a tax haven, and they were funding funneling money through to it. So they've got a lot of com- questions to answer at the moment, and. If you read through the papers at the moment, you'll find that ATO is actually rocking up on the doors of these big companies as we speak and saying, can we look through your paperwork? Jeez, so the heat's on. Yeah, it's game on. Um, I think that uh, the multinationals are thinking that they're going to bring in the best lawyers to take on the ATO, but I think that the government's throwing a lot more money at the ATO, so they're going to have a team of um, crack shot lawyers working mm. for them as well. So I think that ATO will end up coming out the winner. We as consumers will have to pay more for our Google AdWords, um, our Microsoft Windows products, Microsoft Office, anything to do with these big companies. They're going to have no choice but to put up their prices to, to, to compensate them for the loss of revenue that they've had as a result of the ATO cracking down on them. It's a scary thought. It's, it's, um, I can understand why the government's doing it. Mm. Um, obviously times are tough at the moment we've had another cut in interest rates on tuesday this week so to win an election you don't want to be putting up taxes on the average punter in the street mm. so what can they do you know and we saw it with poker machines a few years ago um, the government can do a quick money grab by installing poker machines at every hotel this is a similar sort of um, approach to that you know back then the mindset was that if you don't gamble you don't have to pay the tax but you do see it filtering through in the economy. Someone's paying for it, and there's a poor, you know, mums and dads who have lost the house. The kids have got a lot of questions to to um, be answered on that front. But someone is actually paying for it, and we're going to find with these multinationals there will be filter-on effects. Even though we think, oh, well, they've got plenty of profits, they can pay it. No one's going to notice. We will wait and see. Watch this space. Okay. To come back closer to the budget, superannuation. What's happening there? Okay, so there's major changes there. The government has is is in a um, a desperate situation where they're going going to try to balance the books. So they've decided to have another crack at superannuation. Uh, they are now saying that if you've got more than one point six million dollars in your super fund, 
if it's in pensions phase, so basically you're retired and you're getting a regular income stream out of your superannuation fund, um, that income was all tax-free in the past. Now they've put a cap on it of 1.6 million, which is just um, an arbitrary number that they've pulled out of the air. In fact, they, they said in their discussion on Tuesday night of the budget that they've worked it out that everyone in Australia should be able to live comfortably on the income that $1.6 million or less in a super fund balance will generate in the way of income. But th there's other changes. They've gone further. They've actually given us a couple of wins as well. Um, in the old days, it was only self-employed people who could claim tax deductions of $25,000 or $35,000 a year. They've opened the floodgates now. Anyone at all in Australia who's over 18 and paying tax can claim a tax deduction for their superannuation contributions. Now, this is really good news for those who are property investors amongst us because they've said that if you don't make the payment in um, 2017, you can use cumulative years to pile up the amount that you can claim as a tax deduction. So that's good news so that if we've got a property that we're selling and we've got $100,000 in profit, we can take some of that profit and put it into superannuation, claim it as a tax deduction by claiming these superannuation contributions on years that we haven't made contributions and basically pay no tax. So that's a massive windfall mm. for your property investors. That's huge. Mm. What about small business? Small business, they've opened up a bit more tax relief then, uh, there again uh, and this is obviously to um, come across as, as being um, wanting to win some votes for the election um, and making, putting in some sweetness for the um, average punter in the street. What they've decided to do there is uh, they're, they're giving an immediate $20,000 tax deduction for any plant equipment that you buy. This was only available to the small businesses, which had turnover of less than $2 million. Mm. And if you're in business and you're a successful business, it doesn't take long to hit that ceiling of $2 million. So a lot of our customers were hitting over and above that, thinking they're going to get a $20,000 tax deduction for plant equipment that they'd bought, which was what all the press was saying but when you actually drilled down and you found that their turnover was over that that immediately knocked out that deduction so that's brought in a whole lot more taxpayers who can take advantage of that $20,000 deduction okay. so that's good news for small business what about startups there's been obviously prior to the budget um, the Turnbull government announced the uh, you know the whole ideas boom and we've all seen the ads have spent a fair bit on the ads campaign that's for sure what's What's in it for startup investors? Yeah, this is really good news again. Internet startups have just had a massive win. Uh, I think the Australian government is heading down the track of the US where you've got that whole subculture in the Silicon Valley which is just going ahead in leaps and bounds. They're trying to get the Australian economy less reliant on mining and pushing it down the track of internet ideas boom. So what they've decided to do there is if you put in $200,000 into an internet startup, any startup, you can get a $40,000 tax rebate for the year that you put money in. Now, that is a huge incentive. The other side of this um, incentive into internet startups is that when you sell your shares in the internet startup, there's no capital, ga there's no capital gains tax payable. So... All of a sudden, you've got this completely unlevel playing field, which is going to push a massive amount of capital into these internet startup companies mm. in the years to come. Okay, that's going to be... So when does this kick in? Has it kicked in? 
It's starting from 1st of July 2017. Okay. So moving forward. So startup investors then should be looking at what's out there. Absolutely. So if you've got an idea for an internet startup, it's not going to be hard to get capital. Angel investors for internet startups will be um, rising out of the woodwork Mm. in the years to come. There will be a massive niche market for that. So we will probably be having a um, a Silicon Valley of our own set up in Australia. Um, probably with the whole way the internet's going, it seems like that subculture might develop somewhere out of Melbourne. Mm. Um, so get on board. If you know people who have got ideas, encourage them to go down that track. Get it out there. Um, all those ideas that are in the back of your head. Get them down on paper get some meetings together with some rollers and shakers and get the uh, wheels in motion straight away. Sounds good. But the most important point above everything that we've discussed, Kim, is the cost of smokes. Smokes are going up. up. 70%. What? (laughs) It's going to be $2 a cigarette. I've never never smoked a dart in my life, but I know that um, you're quite partial after a couple of drinks. So... (laughs) <laughs> I have been known to have the odd fag with a mate <laughs> at the end of a big day. We're at a party and it's quite relaxing. There's no, there's no harm in it. It's not illegal. The government hasn't made it illegal mm-hmm. yet. So, I mean, I'm disappointed for all those smokers out there. Yeah, so what, you're, what are you going to do at the next party when, you know, oh, Kim, have you got smokes? No, I haven't. <laughs> because of that 70% increase, it's not happening. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note... Um, I think we should wrap up this episode, but you've been listening to Accounting Insider. You can connect via the Accounting Insider website, which is accountinginsider.net. So get in touch and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Accounting Insider podcast with Kim Nitschke. 